afternoon, and welcome to From Where We Are, stories of news and culture through the lens of USC, Southern California, and beyond. From Dana Point, I'm Katherine Landis. On today's show, felons on parole might get the right to vote, Trojans provide childcare for essential workers, and the Dodgers open the World Series. All that and more from where we are. But first, these news headlines. The U.S. Supreme Court has determined that late-arriving mail-in ballots can be counted as long as they are postmarked by Election Day. The Supreme Court turned down the Pennsylvania Republican Party effort to appeal. And instead, the nation's high court let stand the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court ruling that does allow the ballots to be counted even if they arrive three days after Election Day, as long as they are postmarked by November 3rd. Today, Iran has reported 4,151 new cases of COVID-19, making it the highest single-day rise in the country, as most of Iran is put on red alert over the coronavirus pandemic. Iran's health ministry also reported that 227 COVID-19 patients have died today, bringing the total deaths to 27,419. It is now mandatory to wear masks in all public places in the capital, Tehran, to halt the spread of the virus. California health officials issued new theme park rules today, making it clear that top attractions such as Disneyland and Universal Studios Hollywood won't reopen anytime soon. Large theme parks can't reopen until counties reach the highest fourth tier of the state's COVID tracking system. Currently, Orange County, home to Disneyland, is in the third category labeled as substantial. However, Los Angeles, home to Universal Studios, is in the lowest category, widespread. To achieve the highest fourth tier, there needs to be less than one case a day per 100,000 residents and a testing positivity rate of less than 2%. Some of LA's major live music venues will remain closed due to COVID-19 through the middle of next year. The LA Philharmonic has canceled its concert season through June of 2021. Walt Disney Concert Hall, the Hollywood Bowl, and the John Anson Ford Theater will all remain dark. But the music will still play on. The LA Philharmonic is planning to release digital and televised performances throughout the year. These are all the headlines for October 20th, 2020. For Annenberg Media, I'm Jiha Joshua Chang. Election Day is just two weeks away, and voting by mail is underway in California. In-person voting starts at the end of this week in Los Angeles County. Informed voting has never been more important. In today's edition of our voter education series, we take a closer look at one of the California ballot's many propositions. Johnny Dorsill tells us more about Proposition 17, which would give felons on parole the right to vote. Emma Karloff and Samantha Moscow also reported on the story. Voting rights are the backbone of democracy, and in Prop 17, California tackles one of the most controversial voting blocks in the nation, people on state parole. Right now in California, 
Ex-felons regain their right to vote once they finish serving their time and complete their parole. That is the result of a previous ballot measure approved by voters about 45 years ago. Now Prop 17 would give ex-felons their voting rights before they finish their parole. A yes vote on Prop 17 would let people on state parole register to vote. A no vote would result in no change to the rule, barring those on parole from voting. Nearly 50,000 people in California cannot vote because they are on parole after completing their sentences for felonies. And the Public Policy Institute of California reports about two-thirds of them are African-American or Latinx. The ACLU describes the current law as a form of voter suppression that disproportionately locks black and brown voters out of the ballot box. Backers of Prop 17 argue a yes vote would restore voting rights to this underserved population. Shay franco Clausen heads the Yes on Prop 17 campaign. She spoke to NBC4 in Los Angeles. Parole is not another form of punishment. If they have to get their license, if they have to pay taxes, and, and they're, you know, they're actually pushed to be a productive, contributing person in society, what does that have to do with voting? Opponents of Prop 17 argue it is potentially dangerous and violent offenders should prove they have been rehabilitated by completing their parole. Republican California Senator Jim Nielsen tells Bakersfield ABC affiliate he opposes Proposition 17. It includes rapists, it includes murderers, the serious and violent offenders, not just the so-called low-level offenders. And now we're going to reward individuals by giving them the vote. That is an injustice. Number one, to the victims and their next of kin who have been aggrieved by this criminal, whatever they did. 18 states and the District of Columbia allow people to vote once they are released from prison. The remaining 34 states have more rigid rules towards which crimes can and cannot have voting rights restored. Some states have permanently taken away voting rights from felons even after they have served their sentence and their parole. For Annenberg Media, I'm Johnny Dorsal. Welcome back, Trojans. Thank you for listening to From Where We Are. I'm Katherine Landis. A lot of parents are struggling to take care of their kids who are home all day because of the pandemic. It's particularly tough for essential health care workers. Some USC students saw the need and created a free childcare service. Now their service has expanded to several California cities. Camilla Thirdacuse has more. USC senior Olivia Freire went home to Palm Desert last spring and in a conversation with some old high school friends, noticed the loss of childcare services resulting from school closures. We kind of just got to thinking about, you know, how how are people making this work? How, if you're someone who still has to go to work, where are your kids going if they can't go to school? Frary and her friends went on to create COVID childcare in the Coachella Valley. The service is geared towards medical workers who had to continue working in person while their children were stuck at home. A simple, easy form of community care where someone who's so heavily inundated and so busy at work and so busy taking care of everyone else during the pandemic if we can do anything to help them, you know, we're more than willing to. COVID childcare pairs medical workers with a volunteer who goes to the worker's home. 
Frary says the at-home option allows both parties to limit their exposures to other children and households. Each worker has the opportunity to learn about the volunteers' habits and precaution towards the current pandemic. We've really left it up to each medical worker to make sure that they are comfortable with the volunteer who's coming into their homes. The service soon expanded to other cities. USC senior Sana Abali jumped in to establish the Orange County branch. She and Ferry are friends and are both political science majors. Abali was excited to participate as soon as she heard about COVID childcare getting started. And now we have brought um, on three new members. So I had reached out to people I knew, and then the branch director was reaching out to people she knew. The organization now has nearly 400 volunteers. It's just so amazing to see how helpful people want to be. And like, they're not getting anything from this, you know? And so it's just out of the kindness of their heart. Childcare has played a significant role during the pandemic. According to a study by the U.S. Census Bureau, one in five adults stopped working due to disruptions in childcare. Ferry hopes to open a larger conversation around accessible childcare in the United States. But also I hope that this shows other organizations and other uh, childcare facilities, daycare facilities, that they're needed and that they're doing so much work in the community. Both Ferry and Abali continue their work with COVID childcare, even as the fall semester continues especially now that school has started and, and midterms are happening. Even with the extra work, Freire and Abali say they'll keep running COVID childcare as long as the pandemic lasts and kids are home from school. For Annenberg Media, I'm Camilla Thurdicus. And before we kick off, baseball. Julia Mervis has more. The Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays are in Arlington, Texas today for game one of the 2020 World Series. Due to COVID-19, the entire seven-game series is occurring at this same stadium. LA sports fans are having an undeniably exciting year with the Lakers' recent NBA championship and the beloved Dodgers making it to the World Series for the third time in the past four years. If they win, this will be their first championship since 1988. The Dodgers are currently hosting a drive-in viewing party for Game 1 in their stadium's parking lot and will be doing so for all seven games of the World Series. For Annenberg Media, I'm Julia Mervis. That's all for From Where We Are. I'm Katherine Landis. Today's show was produced by Celine Manjola and Johnny Dorsill. Jeha Joshua Chang is the executive producer. A huge thanks to our mentors, Shirley Jihad, Tina Rubio, and Sebastian Grubaugh. We'll see, or rather hear from you, next week.